Hi, I'm Long Bay Symphony Music Director Charles Evans, back for another Speaking of the Arts. For today's episode, we focus on aspects of music education. First, I'll speak with Connie Christie, Ainer Elementary School music teacher who received this year's Long Bay Symphony Music Teacher of the Year Award in the elementary category. Connie provides some interesting insights into her philosophy of and passion for teaching young children. Then, Long Bay Youth Symphony cellist Colin Scholl joins me to talk about his musical experiences and specifically about his Youth Symphony Quartet's recent performance of Dvorak's American String Quartet. And to close, we'll play for you the opening movement from that performance. Enjoy. Hi, I'm here today with Connie Christie, who is the winner at the elementary level of the uh, inaugural uh, Long Bay Symphony Teacher, Music Teacher of the Year. Uh, she was nominated uh, by several uh, students, possibly teachers. It was anonymous as far as I knew, but uh, um, we're very happy to have uh, met with the committee and reviewed everything and, and kind of known about, about what great work you do for a long time. So it was, a, it was an honor to be able to recognize you in this way, particularly in this COVID year where we're all just kind of struggling and trying to keep ourselves um, to the same purpose of keeping kids interested in music. But, you know, I've known you for I probably as long as I've been in this area, but I really haven't had a chance to talk with you about about your background, and you told me that you're from West Virginia. Mm -hmm. But tell me about your about your your schooling. Okay. Well, um, I moved from West Virginia to Ohio when I was eight in third grade, in the middle of the year in third grade, and um, in fourth grade we started band instruments. And I I remember seeing a saxophone, and I had gone with my dad. My dad took me, and I said, "Wow, that's pretty." When I didn't even know what it was called. And my dad said, that's what Boots Randolph plays. <laughs> and he said, you know, we have every album of Boots Randolph. He said, I'd like for you to play that. So that was the beginning of my career in music. It, it turned out I was pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. And um, to wrap up that story, um, my dad, when he retired and moved to South Carolina, which is why I'm down here, uh -huh. um, he got a job at Avis. And he would drive, he, my dad worked for the railroad all, all his life, but he came down here and couldn't stand being retired, so he went to work for Avis. And one day, who would come to his car? But he picked up Boots Randolph. And, <laughs> That's um, a great story. And the, the sad thing is, if you can picture Boots Randolph, my dad said, I told him all about you. Oh. You know, Boots Randolph was thinking, oh my goodness, I need oh, to get out yeah, of his yeah, car. Yeah, you didn't tell he, me that dad, part yet. Dad oh, told gosh. him all about me. So, um... That's how it got started. I ended up spending my first year of college at Bowling Green. Um, and it was, uh, I was a little homesick, so I ended up transferring back to a college near my home in West Virginia. Uh, the college was right over from my home in Ohio in West Virginia, West Liberty State College, and completed my degree there. Um, and then uh, my first five years I taught in Greene County, Pennsylvania. I got an elementary music position in Greene County and taught there and then my parents moved to South Carolina and they said, can you and your husband, my husband's Robert Christie, orchestra director at Ainer High School, and they said, could you help us move since you're both teachers? And I said, yes, we'll do it. And I hung up the phone and I told my husband, I said, 
let's apply and see if we can find jobs. He was teaching high school course in West Virginia. We lived right on the border, Pennsylvania and West Virginia, and I was elementary. I said, let's apply for jobs in South Carolina. And my husband said, nobody in this world will need two music teachers. You can guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Well, we were scheduled to leave on Friday with my parents to help them move. And on Wednesday, we got a call from Mullins School District, and they hired us both over the phone. Wow. So he was um, middle school, started off middle school, band. he ended up doing everything and was, was there for 19 years. And I was there for six years and then moved to Horry County. And we built a home in Aner, and I, um, I, we bought a home in Aner, and I worked for the first four years at Conway Elementary, Conway Primary, and PD Elementary, and then the job opened up at Aner Elementary, and it's a mile point two from my front door, <laughs> so um, I, I accepted that position and been there ever since. So I'm, I'm assuming your, your degree was elementary education? Or? It was K-12. Okay. Uh, my my degree was I always I'd hoped to be a performer. I wanted to be a saxophone player. Performance. I I spent the summer all the way until you graduated. All the all well, the summer before I graduated, I spent at Interlochen. Um, mm, wow. Yes, and um, I thought I was going to take the world by storm, and I met somebody that could play saxophone a lot better than me, and I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, there's other saxophone players out there. Yeah. And um, so I, anyway, and then when I went back in the fall, I student taught, and I said, well, I'm going to be a band director. That was that was my goal, and but I fell in love with the little kids at the elementary. I had oh, to do yeah. elementary, and I had to do band, and the little the little was just pulled at my heartstrings, and but still thought I'd be a band director wow. until I got my first job, which turned out to be yeah elementary. I can see that. I think there really is an appeal. There's such a, a wide-eyed. Wonder, wonder in in kids, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just that that really, in spite of the challenges, just must be a pleasure to teach every right. day because you don't get any of that middle school, you know, that kind of growing up, you know, adolescent right. attitude, or the you know, you can get a lot of great stuff in high school too, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. it's difficult. You're dealing with much more mature problems, older kids' exactly. problems. But the, the little ones, and, and I think, you know, that's where it starts. That's why I think mm-hmm. this aspect of our awards is super important because when I think of all all the great elementary teachers we have now, mm-hmm. the Mike Knights in the schools, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I think that these are active musicians right. who are imparting what they know to these kids. And, I mean, what, what do you... Of all the things you do, what do you think? I'm just trying to cut to the chase. I want to make sure I ask those pointed questions about like how you feel about your job. Like, what is the most vital thing that you do for those kids? Well, um, I know a lot of people when they see me, they they think about my steel drum band, my sure. performing group, the Blue Pan Jam, and then I have the drum band as a world music ensemble. And those kids play everywhere. Also, they meet before school in Blue Pan Jam after school. But I really, it's what I do every day that, you know, I mean, there can only be so many kids in those performing groups. I have 860 right. kids to teach every week. So and how often do you see each of them? I, well, now it's been, a, like you said, a really well, strange year. So right. the Under schedule is 40 minutes. The way we've done it this year is I see them three days in a row for 40 minutes each. So I have a kindergarten through fifth grade class every day for 40 minutes, 
three times and then I rotate. So once I, those three days are over, I don't see them again for 18 days. So, but I'm anxious to see how that's working out because um, I think it's going to help the learning better because of the three days in a row. Hmm. And um, and this year with no performances, mm-hmm. just instruction all year. I think I, I think I've been able to teach everybody more this year than ever before. If we have to say what was a good part of COVID, yeah, I would say that right there that we've got a lot of learning done at Ainer Elementary. Yeah. So well, that's that's been our challenge all year. You mm-hmm. know, I feel the. the sort of same sentiment echo about the youth symphony you know mm-hmm. we, we debated at some point just not doing it because mm-hmm. you know right and I said if we don't do it when, when everything comes back we're gonna have we're gonna be in a, at a disadvantage because we're extracurricular right. you know? right. mm-hmm. and so we stuck it out and did it this year and it's been a great success mm-hmm. so uh, what 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 do you what do you expect to give your kids by the time they leave your, you know, leave the elementary level. Okay, well first of all, love of music, I hope. I hope sure. that when I walk in, I'm like, yes, it's time for music. And and so I, I try to, um, I try to get them to where when they walk into sixth grade, if they choose band or chorus or orchestra, that they're like, that the music part, the music reading part is not an issue, they've got it, they know they know all these complicated rhythms, you know, they, they're reading on the staff, and mm-hmm. so then um, what the band director or orchestra teacher has to do is, is teach the instrument. And now three months off for the summer, I know classroom teachers feel the same way, that, you know, what are those students going to lose over the summer? But um, I'm hoping when they get there, it should just take a quick review and say, oh, yeah, it's Yeah, it's sort of like that old thing, it's like riding a bicycle. I mean, mm-hmm. once you know how to read notes on the staff, you shouldn't really forget it. Right. Um, certainly right. over three months, but mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear you say that because, I mean, about what you expect to, to give mm-hmm. them during that period because mm-hmm. I think it's just a question of the most basic music musical literacy and they know how it works. And Well, like, what do you, what do you use for them to be able to read music? Are, are they singing? Are they? Mm-hmm. Of course, they're singing, and um, we play. Well, we the the drums that are in my room, everybody plays. I have a full set of um, ORF instruments that we play. Now, you, that's not too common around here, is it? I believe it is. I've I've seen. See, some... maybe I'm thinking of years ago, but I mean, mm-hmm. I when I was in Memphis, uh, there was a big ORF program there. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Uh, yeah, we did it. It was funny. We did a, a performance of Carmina Burana and uh, were able to actually do like a workshop on the stage oh. with ORF teachers because, I, you know, that stuff was so tied in mm-hmm. to that piece. Exactly. But I, I was not, I had not had the same success trying to do that here. Oh, really? Yeah, and so, and, and I, forgive me if I didn't even think to talk to you. <laughs> well, that's but, um, yeah, I, I, so it's in several it's schools? So, oh, very many. And that's a good thing. Also, uh, Scott Scrivener, our um, fearless leader, he's, he's always said, if you need something, ask me, or I will help you write a grant. So um, it's out there, and I believe it's in a lot of the schools. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yes. things have certainly grown, I right, think. Right, right. But... Um, Can I, I have to tell you this real quick, talking about this year, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of the things I did with the young kids was in, in my third graders, third grade I start recorder and they play third, fourth, and fifth yeah, grade on yeah. recorder. Well, we couldn't do that this year. So there's this little program, it's called PSP Bells. It's on everybody's iPad. And it was just a scale of, of eight bells. And they were also color-coded with our boom whackers. Oh, and yeah. I was playing, I, I had mounted boom whackers all around my cart. I was on a cart this year um, to keep down the, you know, the, you know. So, so you were, anyway, I was all a cart. I certainly was. And I had all these boom whackers on these, sticking up all around my cart. But um, I, I was able to teach songs that we would normally play on recorder, and they played it on the PSP bells. And then in our um, Quaver program, which you've probably heard of Quaver music, it's, it's really an excellent curriculum. He has these super cool songs that you, the music plays, and you've got it for recorder. Well, my little my, ones... My, my youngest one, you know, like she's on that all the time. It's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. So I had the little people... They were playing the bells to the recorder part, watching the music and playing, and so yeah. they were reading music, yeah. and it just worked out to be a great way to... We, I'm, we have not missed a beat this year. They, no, that, they're that yeah, they're doing well. Well, I just think it's so important to be in a, in a system that gives you those basics so that you mm -hmm. can branch out when you get to mm -hmm. you know, a certain age. I mean, I, I've been here in this area more than 20 years. Wow. And um, you know, and and have worked with with coastal students. I've been teaching out there off and mm -hmm. on, but back in the day when I first came, I I, I think I, I saw a lot of examples of students who had really never gotten that. Right. You know, when they were growing up, mm -hmm. and so it was still a mystery to them. I mean, they mm -hmm. so it's like it's like if if you you know say. A, New York native, a New York City native, who mm -hmm. never learned to drive, when right. they and then they learn when they come down here. Mm -hmm. Scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain amount of instinct that goes with driving, right. you know, and you learn it as a kid. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're close to your age of getting a license, you're out yeah. checking it out with your, yeah, parents, with your parents, and then you're driving all over. It's just a southern thing, too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But if you don't do that when you're younger, it's no matter how much you do. For the most part, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just not the same. I don't mean to say you can't drive well, if you, but if you if you spent your formative years not having to drive, mm -hmm. and it's the same thing. If 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 either they weren't focused on music or their band director just taught them by rote mm -hmm. or you know didn't teach them their key signatures right. and their right. And, and I I can still remember how hard a time students had with compound meter. Oh. And I said, well, look, here's the deal. If you don't learn it, mm -hmm. then you're going to go out there and teach. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to teach it to them because you're not comfortable with it. Right. And then the next generation then will then have the same lost. problem. Yes. And exactly. so you have to learn all these things. So that, that, to me, is the most encouraging thing. And I just think kids need to sing. Mm -hmm. I just, Interesting. you know. And I'll, I'll tell you who our uh, wonderful resource for that was Dr. Jill Trinka. Um, oh, yeah. She came, yeah. she did our in-service. We were talking about in-services earlier. And the time we had with her just uh, really reshaped a, a lot of the way I was teaching. Well, she uh, she was so big on the, on the Kodai method, mm -hmm. which is, of course, mm -hmm. I mean, just singing. Mm -hmm. Like, a, I've got loads of those duets and right. things like that, you right. know, to build build kids' ears so mm -hmm. they understand what they're doing. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, you've seen this area grow 
For how, how long have you been here? Uh, let me see. 20, 33 oh, years okay. since you, I've been here. Yeah, okay. You, you've been here longer than I am. That's, mm -hmm. that's always this nice. This is my here. 38th year as a wow. teacher. 38th year. In, in South Carolina? Mm -mm. The first five were Pennsylvania. Okay, so 30 plus years 30. Mm -hmm. teaching here. Uh -huh. But you've seen it, you've seen the area change a lot. I'm sure you've seen the development of the county schools. Right, right. Uh, I mean, it's been amazing. Back when I first came, as far as the orchestra, there was one teacher, mm -hmm. Jennifer Batson, yes. out at Conway High School, I believe. And that was it. None of the, none of the schools at the beach had anything. Right. And then it gradually developed, mm -hmm. and now I mean, they're really, really fine programs exactly. And so, I'd like to take this time to say thank you for what you did with my son as he went oh. through the Long Bay Youth <laughs> Symphony. He said one time, I was telling you, he played the Sarasota Symphony, and I would, when I would talk to him on the phone, I'd say, are you ready? And he said, yeah. It turned out I'd played it all before with Dr. Hattie. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I knew it already. I didn't That's the stuff well. I love to hear. And, you know, right. I, try, I try to continually give these uh, students in the Youth Symphony real repertoire. Mm -hmm. So even though we only played the first movement of Beethoven's Fifth, they will have played it. Exactly. And then they go off and I get that kind of response all the time, saying, so, yeah, I, I knew this already and I played and that. that. And they know because you're such a good teacher, they know the background, they know the history of it and yeah. you know, those things. That's well, very thank good. You. Thank you. I appreciate but it. How do you feel about how the, the elementary program has developed and evolved? Like, what what has changed over the years that you've taught that have been maybe you know things that you would never have thought would be you'd be doing outside of, uh, right. outside of traveling in a in a car? Uh, well, um, <laughs> we've talked about how many teachers have so much equipment now. The the Ord County Schools is is behind us as far as getting equipment in our hands and. Um, I remember when I first came here having in services with teachers who had the record player still and oh, you just mm -hmm. played that record well, see, and that's, that's, in your book. that's kind of my memory of elementary school, although we did sing and we would mm -hmm. be forced to go up in front of the room, like right. three or four of us right. boys and sing, that's funny, drill ye, terriers drill, right. yeah, I mean all those standard tunes, right, right, with Shenandoah, ours was Shenandoah, yeah. or was it Kookaburra, you remember yes. that one, yeah, yes, all sits in the old gum tree, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but it was, it was a lot, when I was in elementary school, a lot of just dropping the needle and right. playing stuff, and, Right. Well, now uh, these the music teachers in Horry County are exceptional across the board, and they've a lot of them are playing ukuleles. They have yeah. whole ukulele orchestras. I bought my girls ukuleles mm -hmm. so we could learn, you know, learn chords. Right, right. And that's the thing. You yeah. learn to sing a melody, but you have to understand that there are chords supporting exactly. that at all times. There's guitar ensembles. There's taiko. There's steel drums. And and by the way, the steel drums, as far as we know started with my husband and I in Mullins. Um, it was our first year there, and my, my principal was a former chorus teacher. She was good, too. And she came to me and she said, there's something called a Target 2000 Innovations Grant. She said, is, is there something you might like to try that you could write a grant for? And you already kind of knew about it. And I, my husband had played in a steel drum band at college. Mm -hmm. And um, I came home and I said, what do you think? He said, let's see if we can try to get money to, to play, have steel drums in our schools. And we did. We both got $10,000, and we brought steel drums 
into the schools, and as far as we knew at that time, there was none. So this was like 32 years and ago. Now it's everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Because it's such a, it's such a wonderful tactile thing, you know. It's, yes. it's a great and yeah, fun. Yeah, and it makes music. And kids will, when they yeah. first hear it, they lean over it and they uh -huh. say, "How is it doing that? You know, how is it making that sound?" And um, and when you can, we just did, um, we just played Jolene. Mm -hmm. um, and for the Waves concert and you know I had the singers and, and the kids you know all that harmony and you, you have to listen to each other and yeah. um, it's just it's wonderful so I, I, I mean there's steel drums a, a lot of our schools have the little jumbie pans that you see you know the small steel drums oh yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yard. Yeah. yeah so that's the direction and the technology like we we're talking about Quaver that's all on the smart board and and learn to teach with with all that. Kids have iPads. We do stuff on GarageBand. Mm -hmm. When I was going in the yeah, rooms, yeah. we were creating on GarageBand. So yeah. Well, I mean, these are these are the things, like I said, that just set kids up for pursuing the kinds of programs we offer. I had said, I don't know if I specifically said when I was giving you your award, but when I gave mm -hmm. the award to uh, Dan Vigo and Peter DeLeo and mm -hmm. for the middle and high school, it's like, look, we have all these programs, you know, we have a youth symphony, we brought, you know, a lot of kids, mm -hmm. you know, that wanted that kind of experience, we had it for them, mm -hmm. and we and we go into the schools, I know you've availed yourself of uh, a lot of our ensembles right. to go in, mm -hmm. uh, but for all of that, we don't amount to anything, it's not going to be appreciated unless you guys have already lit that, right. and, and got that going at the elementary level, so I, I really... I really appreciate that, and I think that one of the things that, that uh, I feel most proud of, that I'm sure it's, it's, it's the same with you, is that what we've hopefully established, and I think we have, is that a, a student can come from this area and not say, oh, I'm just from Myrtle Beach or right. just from Horry County. Right. You wouldn't know anything about, you know, we're just at the mm -hmm. beach. No, we have students who, who come through the program, school programs, mm -hmm. and been in the Youth Symphony who went off and got uh, degrees in music and mm -hmm. are now performers in right. classical music. Right. And so when they went off, uh, I don't know if you remember Kevin Rogers, but he, he uh, is from Conway. I think okay. he ended up going to Carolina Forest schools though. Mm -hmm. But uh, last I heard, he, he has a, a, like a contemporary string quartet out in San Francisco. But you know, he told me the same thing you were saying about, uh, about Denry, it was just, uh, yeah, I went there and I, he said, Dr. Evans, I mean, they, some of these kids don't know how to behave, you know, they don't show up on time and they, and they, and they don't take notes, you know, right. and he said, yeah, I went, I was a little worried, you know, I'm going to a place like, you know, San Francisco Conservatory, mm -hmm. and, uh, he said, I, I already knew all this stuff. Exactly. And so what I'm really proud of is that they can come up through the, the public school programs mm -hmm. and, and things like the Youth Symphony, mm -hmm. and they could move anywhere and they... They feel, right or, or apply for school anywhere. I mean, exactly. we've, we've had students go. I mean, we have a cellist who's done an artist diploma at Juilliard. We've got, right. you know, I mean, Denry went to. He went to the University of South Florida yeah, I mean, as a graduate assistant yeah, in base. Yeah. So, so there you go. And that's homegrown. That's stuff that he got here before that, right? right? Exactly. So I think it's, you know, it's time for, for this area to really, not that it's not, but I think a lot of people. I think it's because they'll come here and go, oh, wow, you guys sound great. Symphony sounds great. I had no idea there was anything like this. It's like, mm -hmm. You have no idea of all the things that are going on here. Right. I mean, not, not in an angry way, but it's like 
this is happening. Mm -hmm. It's not just a beach town or golf town. It is absolutely know. not. No. So, so I appreciate all the hard work that, that you <laughs> and all your colleagues have done, and it's uh, well, it's you. certainly been a pleasure getting to know you after all this time. <laughs> know a little bit more about you, but uh, hopefully this uh, this will set a good example and kind of get the uh, get the cachet up with the idea of. Uh, the Long Bay Symphony wanting to, you know, recognize, recognize the, the kind of partnership that it is. So mm -hmm. the school teachers to be creating that spark that mm -hmm. can then branch off into other specialized things. That's so, a great idea. So thank you and your colleagues for all you do and hope you have a somewhat restful summer. We can get back to normal in the fall. <laughs> I hope so. Well, thank you very much. And, thank and thanks for the award. Sure. I very much appreciate it. Sure. But we'll be back in just a minute with more. Hi, I'm here now with Colin Scholl, who's the cellist in the Dvorak Quartet that you're going to hear a part of in just a minute. And I just wanted to get a chance to talk to each of the members so you can kind of know them on a personal basis and, uh, you know, get their perspectives on music and, uh, you know, their view of the of putting together the piece. So, Colin, you are um, you're a 10th grader, right? You're finishing your 10th grade year yes, at Scholars. So that uh, must be a relief to finish a busy year, especially a COVID year. Certainly, certainly it is. Uh, it's it's been a rigorous year, uh, and you know the school I'm at is known for its you know academic competition mm -hmm. and everything. But uh, throughout, we've consistently emphasized uh, teamwork and cooperation uh, through all the struggles of COVID and everything. And um, everyone, you know, teachers, faculty, they've been so understanding and so you know, cooperative, working with uh, special circumstances and whatnot. I know I was called out of school a few times uh, just due to uh, potential COVID exposure. Uh, so that was yeah. very difficult, <laughs> uh, being being away from instruction for, you know, a week or two at a time. Um, but we're here now. <laughs> we're, yep. we're through, you know. We've, we've figured it out. So I guess in part, if it happens again, we'll know better what to do. Correct. And of course, yeah. technology is such that you really can learn. Yes, it's just so yeah. much. It's so much more natural in an interpersonal environment. But definitely, it's not to say you can't gather what you need in that environment. And that's more the more and more the way the world's going anyway. Yes. So yeah, definitely. So what got you started in in playing? Mm -hmm. uh, so when I was uh, going into middle school, I knew that I wanted to play an instrument, but I wasn't quite sure which one uh, I wanted to pick. Uh, I was debating between like the clarinet and the violin. Uh, somehow I managed to play the cello, so uh, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that uh, I'd say 90% of the people in my orchestra class had chosen the violin. Right. So they, they were like desperately pleading people to choose other instruments, and um, I thought about the cello, but uh, it was a bigger instrument and everything, so I thought it might be a little bit more cumbersome to, to carry and more expensive if I decided to purchase one and all of that kind of thing. But I tested it out uh, for a few days and I just fell in love ever since. Yeah, so I'm, I'm yeah. very thankful that that's what I decided to go with. Yeah, it's got such a noble register and, and right. of course yeah. in, the, in the Dvorak Quartet, uh, as just one example, you get a chance not only to support and play the bass line, but also to really do soar, soaring melodies. Oh and so it's just, yeah, it offers, it offers all that. So I can certainly understand. I'll have to ask, I will ask Grace uh, as well uh, about uh, you know, playing the viola. Because did, yeah. did the viola occur to you? Because um, <laughs> they always need violas, except sometimes they get overrun with violas. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that by the time I had chosen the cello, so many students had chosen the viola. Um, huh. 
and going into it, the cello was a strong like third choice, um, so it just felt more natural to, to pick that kind of instrument. Yeah. Um, plus, one of my best friends chose the bass, so I was like, that's kind of closer in um, yeah, yeah. to sound. I'd, I'd be closer to him in the actual orchestra room as well, so right. I'd crack jokes. And while you have to, right? <laughs> and while you while you uh, have to uh, carry something around, it's not the bass. Yes. Yep. So, yep. I mean, exactly. as committed as you have to be to the cello, you really have to be committed to the bass. For sure, so. yeah. Massive props to the bassists that we have. Yeah. Well, just looking at this Dvorak American Quartet, which I know all of you were wanting to play, it's, it's such a popular quartet. Uh, what was really the your favorite thing about that whole project? My favorite thing was coming together for the first time with uh, Bella, Gabby, and Grace and walking away from each rehearsal knowing that we worked together, that we really uh, emphasized you know, that, that minute um, quantum life. It's just it's really difficult to describe because it's just something that you feel, it's not something that you really articulate. Um, but knowing that we were so in sync, um, mm -hmm. and, and whenever we played together, we were making music that was greater than each individual part. Um, that, was, that was definitely my favorite part. And uh, this final concert, I think you could really see it on our faces, just how much dedication we put into it and uh, how happy we were with the results. And I'm very thankful to the coaching uh, and the opportunities that have been provided for us through the Long Bay Youth Symphony um, to, to perform that piece and to perform it in its entirety. Right. And I, I think, yeah, you, undoubtedly you've, you've learned so much from that experience because, uh, you know, playing, admittedly playing an orchestra without other experiences like this, it's a, it's a relatively passive thing. You just follow someone and, right. you know, you try to get things right with your stand partner and all of that. This is a very different thing where you're responsible as a group of four people to get that together. So Correct. you you develop a lot as a musician. You do. Get your yes. ears uh, going. Yeah. Well, um, what do you what do you look forward to doing as far as chamber music? I, we haven't actually talked about that because you have a couple of years left. Yes. <laughs> no. I, it's it's a shame seeing Gabby go because she's moving away. Right. Um, so it, it's uh, really disheartening because we, we spent so much time this year going close not only as you know, musician friends but as you know friends outside of, of um, right. the long you know youth symphony as well yeah. uh, so to, to see her leave is, is very sad um, but the great thing is that we have so many wonderful violinists in the area that I know are more than happy to step up to the plate so uh, I look forward to you know building those connections again um, and performing something hopefully uh, I, I really am in love with the Vorjok style of composing, uh, mm -hmm. and and so is there any other work that you guys talk about all the time? Yeah, um, this the the Quartet. Oh yeah, um, of course. Yeah, it's a really fun one, and I know that uh, you had mentioned the Shostakovich, so oh, yeah. I, I took a listen. It's, 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 a, yeah. it's a lot of work. It's definitely very intimidating, but I, I think it's doable. And uh, yeah, I have to talk with the the rest of the people, but I, I think that we can find something that we. I'll agree on and um, really want to spend the time that we have this past year with the, the divorce job. Yeah. Well, my hope uh, as, to, as director is, is that the awareness of this kind of musical experience grows mm -hmm. and whether it's passed along openly or it's kind of understood with, with other students watching what's going on, maybe the younger students in the youth symphony, the idea hopefully is that that becomes just a given, like that's what we aspire to. Yes. And I've said to students all along, 
it really doesn't matter where you are, you're equally capable with a student in Chicago or New York. It's just your environment and what you make of it. And, and somebody who goes to scholars certainly knows that. Yes. I mean, you could easily just be in high school, but you've made this conscious choice to, to uh, experience these years with the most intensity that you can so that your opportunities are uh, expanded greatly. Right. So that's the same kind of thing here. But. And when I go to like all state clinics and all region clinics, I realize there's so many students that are just at the same level of playing as I am, but they don't have the opportunities afforded to them, such as a youth symphony or youth orchestra, mm -hmm. uh, where they get to express and really challenge themselves rigorously as we have. So I'm, I'm very appreciative. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being a part of this. and. Um, as we go into the next year, now we know that we also need to need this uh, focus on chamber music as well yes, as the orchestral yep. stuff. So. I mean, there's always a silver lining, and I think it's it, yeah, definitely been absolutely. the one for, for COVID. Yeah, yeah. As I've said many times in, in the performances, it, it really has turned out to be a positive. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your taking the time to speak with me, and I, I know the uh, our audience here will enjoy hearing some of this quartet in just a few minutes. Yeah, thank All you. Right. Thank Thanks. you for listening.
that my discussions with today's guests gave you some new insights into the local music education scene. 
and that you enjoyed hearing four of our outstanding Youth Symphony members in performance. Until next time, stay safe and keep listening.